Hello, America. Welcome to Boots on the Streets podcast. I am your host, the Red Baron. Welcome back for season two. That's right. We are in season two of Boots on the Streets podcast. We have come a long way, a very, very long way. I said I originally started the show off as a hobby. I remember one of my first major shows was uh, interviewing the teachers during the teacher protests here in South Carolina, where I was uh, featured on Fox News. Uh, The show has come a long way. We have our own logo, emblem, fan base. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Podbean, all the majors. Whew! I'm glad to be here. And the world has changed drastically since I cut my first season. And as you know, it is pandemic season out here. That is right, America. It is pandemic season. Uh... We are in coronavirus season, a matter of fact. You know, last year this time we worried about hurricanes and storms and stuff, but goddamn, there's nothing out here more powerful than this coronavirus. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about because this coronavirus has impacted our country in so many ways. But tonight I want to talk about the economy and who's being impacted in the economy. Everyone is losing their jobs. All races, all color. Facts. I'm out here on the streets. I'm meeting people that uh, are losing their jobs. And it sucks. It sucks. It's a horrible thing. And you still got idiots talking about this virus is fake. Well, if it's so fake, then why are people getting laid off from their jobs? Huh? Somebody please help me with that. But I want to talk about some of these companies that are running scams. And a lot of them are running scams. Amazon been caught in it. Uh, there's a company here go by the name of Maximus, which is a federal contract company. They've been guilty of it too, where they hire massive people to get through halfway through a contract where they need large uh, employees, large amount of employees, and then they do massive layoffs. That's what they're doing, massive layoffs. And some of the people they laying off, they lay them off on, on bullshit reasons. Reasons that most companies wouldn't let anyone go. Now, I know in South Carolina here, we don't have unions, and most this is a right-to-work state, meaning that employees don't really have a right in South Carolina. But they're laying off massive employees. And this is where I have a problem with the job market. I understand the virus has impacted a lot of industries, and you don't need employees, or you can't do your job because you have to do the six-foot distance, or people are just affected with the virus on the job. I understand all of those situations, please. You don't have to tell me. I'm smart enough, I get it. But we're talking about the companies that are saying, well, we're short on money, so let's fire these people for bullshit reasons. Like their pants are too tight. When there's hundreds of other people on the job with tight pants and panty lines showing, or not wearing panties at all. Or, well, the person was training, doing something, you know, they're actually training other employees, and then you come back and say, oh, they've been missing for six hours throughout the week. But yet, you made them go home early one day because you said it was over 40 hours. So which one is it? Either they missing six hours or they over 40 hours. Which one is it, America? Y'all please explain that to me. And like Amazon, the gentleman that was on TV told them people are getting sick with the virus that we know are confirmed with the virus. We feel uh, unsafe uh, in here. You don't have, you're not giving us the proper garments to protect ourselves or equipment to protect ourselves with. And they let them go. 
come to find out he got a lawyer that violated his civil rights, so they fired him for being a whistleblower. Now, these, this could go on any other time, but what you have is when these people go file for unemployment, if you fired them for some bullshit reason and say and give a bullshit reason, you try to block them from generating unemployment. And that's wrong. And the reason they do that is because these companies lack the money to pay the unemployment insurance. We live in a time, America, where jobs in America are just not steady anymore. My mom worked as a psychiatric nurse for 30-something plus years. My dad drove, uh, he worked as a therapist, then he drove trucks for the post office for over 20-something plus years. No one does that anymore. I rarely catch people say, yo, I was on that job, man, for 35 years. No one does that anymore. Not even the damn military. No one does that anymore. Like, everything in America is so unstable. And I know we talked about the job and economy before, but I've questioned really sending my kids to college in this day and age. Like, the debt is just not worth it. It's just not worth it. You come out with all these degrees, and, and all it takes is a damn virus, and your job will shut down or lay you off. Or worse, don't exist no more. Go overseas or something. So when people talk about, oh, I'm sending my kid to college, da 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 uh, Have you looked at the job market in the last 20 years in America? This is the most unsteady job market there is. Young people are not even working two years on a job anymore. You got A and B weeks. On jobs, work two weeks on, two weeks off, or then they say, well, you know what, when B week come back, we're just going to lay all of them off, or we just don't have the job no more, or we're not hiring, or the job is only for six months. It's like everything is contracted now. Like, you're lucky if you're on a job for a year. You really are lucky if you're on a job for almost a year in this country. And people say, well, Red Baron, what are we supposed to do, Huh? What are we supposed to do? A, if you send your kid to college, you need to keep their ass in state. Sending your child out of state is not going to get them a job no faster than getting them an education in state. I done got plenty of job offers over people that actually went to college out of state. That doesn't determine your child being more educated than anybody else. It just meant you was a dumbass that paid for out of state tuition. By the time you finish paying for college dorms, Dorms in my day, and this is, I'm talking about the 90s. A dorm was like, for your dorm and tuition, you're looking at $9,000, $10,000 back in my day, in the 90s. Everybody knows damn well now, paying for one semester of dorms could be like $35,000 at one college. And probably way more if you go to certain other schools. It's just not worth it. First of all, I would send my child to a technical college for two years and let them get their electives out the way. So now if they do go to a four-year school, it's cheaper. Two, I would tell my kids to learn a skilled trade. Skilled trade people are rarely unemployed. Why? Because your skill is always needed. You're a plumber. You're a, a hairstylist. You're a you're a HVAC technician. Plenty of things. Plenty of jobs out there. I, I just named a few off the top of my head as a man that came to me. But there's thousands of them out there. Those jobs don't go out of business. But you get something that's abstract, like an abstract college degree, history teacher or Something like that. You up shit creek without a paddle. Look at the school system. 
schools are closed right now. And if they do open them, they might be virtual online. So what happens to a damn substitute teacher that relied on that little bit of pennies by going to school subbing? Her position no longer needed. Look at this, America. We just wiped out a whole position. A whole position. Just like that, America. So I would train my kid with something at the tech school. Uh, like smart people do, do that. They know like, yo, you know what? College tuition is not worth it like it is today. So I'm sending my child to learn a tech or a skill or something. That's where the world is actually moving. Like skilled trade is moving back towards that. Um, but I also want to talk about also, like I said, everybody loses their job. It's not a black and white thing, but black Americans are being hit very hard in the economic aspect of it, as usual. When anything happens with health or economic, the black community is hit the hardest and the worst. And you have, fortunately, on a lot of jobs, a lot of black people are being released in large waves by people that don't even look like us. Like, you take Maximus, you got this woman named Martha, she's a, a, a Mexican, Trump, where's my wall at? Um, and she don't like the site over here in Blightwood, South Carolina, because of the fact that it's predominantly black women and black people. This is where cultural discrimination come into place. So this site is always looked down at the worst. Everything they do, they judge the hardest. When you look at people that work at the white sites or predominantly white site or more mixed site, they're not judged for the same errors that they make like us. But over here, because predominantly black, oh, the slightest little thing that individuals do wrong is highlighted. They're threatened with their job. They're threatened to get terminated. And I've seen this before with other private companies here in South Carolina that's predominantly black. And what I'm opting for is, and I'm running 10 toes down with this, I'm advocating for companies like this not to come to our communities, to stay out of our cities and stuff. America and black America need steady jobs. We need jobs that are consistent. Why do jobs target black people? They actually go out to places where black people are at to get black people to apply for these jobs. Like, where the white women at that work at these jobs? Where the white men at? They purposely go after people of color to hire them, and then they let them go, like, six months later in large, massive layoff. Like, nothing. For bullshit reason. Or just, just lay them off. But back to the woman, Martha. So, yeah, so she coming down. And I feel like if you live in another state, she lives in Arkansas. You have no business influencing what goes on in South Carolina with people's livelihood. No business. And also a lot of those Mexicans that's over in Arkansas area are really racist. But you call over here, you talk about you're pulling people badges, you don't understand the story, you, you didn't talk to anybody to hear what's going on, you're just terminating people. But Martha, you do dirt, you get dirt. And I'm saying her name because Martha Pareto or Parada with a fucked up name like that, that's not an American name. So I'm saying her name because if you listen to this show, this show is an international show, it's all over every state, city, and uh, the nation, and it's international other countries. I'm advocating for companies like Maximus, Amazon, to stay out of people's cities. These jobs do not provide steady income. If, if America, if y'all don't like paying unemployment insurance for people to sit around on unemployment, then you need to join the fight with me to keep these bullshit companies that target minorities and get them on board and then let them go. 
you need to join the fight with me and stuff. Hit up GlassDoorND.com and start writing uh, uh, reviews about Maximus, letting people know that these companies are corrupt, that there's racial bias in it. They're not steady for our community and for our great American people. Companies like this are heavily un-American. They should be overseas in Pakistan or India, somewhere like that. But they do not belong in our great beloved country of America. This this company also have waited so long to do something to protect employees from the COVID virus. They, the, the condition they put them in, they actually called for the outbreak of the coronavirus to increase in the state of South Carolina. I'm going to say it again. The conditions that they put the employees in, the building consisted over 3,000 employees. There was no protect, protective gear equipment being worn in March, February, not even early April. If you got caught wearing a mask at this job, they would bring you downstairs and threaten to write you up if you were wearing gloves or mask. The head woman that's over the building, Miss Yvonne, and I'm telling y'all as your host, the Red Bear, I had a conversation with her in front of another employee, and she told me back in early April or late March that the virus was fake and her child has respiratory problems and excuse her and she's not concerned. And, tell, and what they were doing was girls would pop the women because the job predominantly women. They would pop it up with the virus. They were sweating. Nausea, diarrhea, and they're going to tell me those aren't symptoms, but the CDC said they're symptoms. These women are throwing up left and right on the job. Fourth floor and third floor, they're throwing up left and right. I went downstairs to the leads myself and uh, reported the situation. They, they would tell the girls before they go home to come to the head admin office with HC and everybody, which is human resource. When they get down there, they'll coach the girls and tell them, tell your employees that you're pregnant. And that's all you kept hearing for two months. Oh, they're pregnant. They're pregnant. They even let one girl come back after she said, I think I've been exposed to the virus. They let her come back to the job the next day on the fourth floor and she threw up again in her cubicle. Don't you know by exposing people to this virus, they jeopardize the safety and health of the state, of the city, and probably a state nearby you. That means these people, when they should have been quarantined, they went back home to their community, coughed, talked, went in stores, touched items, and spread this virus to other citizens and residents of South Carolina. You could thank Maximus for that. Just in the last three weeks, what they did was they made it mandatory. In the last three weeks, we already know it's been going this country for the last few months. Last three weeks, now it's mandatory. You have to have a mask on and six foot distance. They make you do an app called Next J. And you have to do it an hour before you come to work, even though it's a bullshit app. Because if I if the app turns green and says I'm clear to come into work, I could have lied on those questions easily. Easily. And just because I'm clear today, that don't mean I'm not walking around with the virus in me. Because we all know you have a, a, a stage you go through for 14 days where you show a symptom where you're not walking around without any symptoms and you could just be still spreading it. This is the stupidity of this company. They've been in trouble before. I think at the Kansas or Kentucky site, they had another issue out there where people were exposed with the virus and they try to cover it up. And that was like a few months ago. So you can pull up the news and see that your host, the Red Baron, is showing you uh, that this is not an American company. Just every company with an American flag up there is not American because they technically run their business like a sweatshop. 
And while I'm going 10 toes down on them, it's just not them. But they're, they're the perfect example because they're right before my eyes for me to go at them to show the corruptness and the unsteadiness in the job market in America. So y'all probably say, Red Baron, what is your great solution for these issues? Look. Stop buying all this product. Stop buying all these goddamn iPhones and stuff. You better learn how to generate some income on your own instead of crawling around and begging somebody else for a damn job. See, particularly in the black community, we still have not mastered that. And I don't want to say not mastered because a lot of us lack the financial funds or knowledge to go out and start our own business. Like Dr. Boyce Watson said, it's faster to apply for an LLC than it is for a job. And you know if you black, you last to be hired first to get fired. We're not even, we, we, we're more concerned about teaching our kids bullshit, pure bullshit as teenagers, instead of teaching them, hey, you need to learn or start thinking about what type of business you want to run on your own. Right now. Right now. You got cash app. Your, your child should be out here learning whether she's selling lollipops in school or at the church or something for a dollar. I don't know. Maybe she creating her own hair bowls or something. She need, We need to be teaching our kids entrepreneurship skills. Our kids stay damn children too damn long in our community. We talk to them like they children too damn long. When I was 15 years old, I was already walking over an hour to work in New York to go to work at Party City as the Pink Power Ranger. Y'all can laugh if you want, but guess what? That Pink Power Ranger money helped bought me my first car by the time I was 17, which was a Saab 900, when everybody else was riding a yellow dick to school. We let our children stay children too damn long and, and the odds are stacked against them in this country. Our children should be learning about finances, how to budget bank accounts by the time they're 14 and 15. Matter of fact, if you talk to most prominent white people, they already teach their kids that by 8 and 9. We're more concerned about what sneakers is on our damn kids' feet. We, we raise our children up to be consumers and not entrepreneurs. I'm going to say it again. We raise our kids up to be consumers and not entrepreneurs. And, and, and we live in a time now where you have to have multiple streams of income. I don't care if you damn Uber. And the fucked up thing is Uber is more steady than half the jobs you go to. It's the gig economy we in. Nothing stable. So you got to have your hands in everything. You just can't get up and punch that damn clock, man. You can't just get up and punch that clock. I got multiple streams of income. I got the podcast. I got other stuff going on. I got two other LLC. I got another LLC for a political party. I mean, I keep it going. I'm 10 toes down in the game. I'm carrying... The banner that my great-grandfather did when he came to Columbia, South Carolina from the Caribbean. He was an entrepreneur. He ran a business here, and he ran one down in Statesboro, Georgia, which we still own the land that he ran his business on. Over 100-something-plus years old, by the way, the land. But you can't blame Trump. You can't blame coronavirus. You can't blame whoever you want. 
for your problems. You got to have multiple streams of income. This is the time you need to be networking. You girls coming out of hair school, don't just go get in somebody's goddamn chair. Get together with your homegirl while y'all got good credit. Open up your own wholesale hair product stores in the community. And if you ain't got the... Listen, listen, listen. The way the coronavirus is set up anyway, I wouldn't even get a brick and mortar store. Meaning like a physical store anymore. Because A, you're limited to the amount of people that could come in there, which I'm going to talk another show about that, America. But I realized that when me and my frat and I went out to the malls and the other stores, what we noticed about shopping in the corona era now. Um, but yeah, you, you want to... Uh, I'll get I'll get businesses online. Online is the way. 5G. People don't want to leave their house because they scared if if uh the second wave of this virus come back. If you have a physical store, your shit gonna be shut down. You know how many stores I rode around Columbia? They, they they just out of business. Out of business because of the virus. No, you need if your child on fucking YouTube or Facebook all damn day, they ask you to have an online business. They need to have an eBay store, Amazon store, something. They need to be selling something, doing something. I don't know, but they need to be doing something and making money. We live in an era now where mama and daddy ain't got money to take care of these big-ass kids like that anymore. Everybody got to hold their own nuts. That's what America done taught me. Everybody got to hold their own nuts. I ain't holding your nuts for you. Everybody got to hold their own nuts out here, America. So, yeah. So, stay motivated. Stay encouraged. Get the entrepreneurship spirit in you. If you don't have it, well, goddammit, you better get it because you get laid off. Huh. Huh. I don't know what to tell you. Jobs are unstable. Frankly, I believe we should. I told y'all, we, we're behind time. We should have more stay-at-home jobs any damn way in America. All this going to work in offices and stuff. I don't like looking at no boss face. And I don't like a damn boss working over me. I don't take orders too well from people. That's why I run three companies. I can't stand taking orders. Especially if I know I'm more educated and smarter than you. I don't like taking orders from people. I guess I get that shit from my dad, you know. I don't know. But I'm too, you know what? They say people that are entrepreneurs, they have a certain gene that's in them. Genetic gene in them to want to be an entrepreneur. I believe that. I believe entrepreneurs are, have strong leadership skills, strong ambition, and they're more career-oriented. Not educated like in terms of book smarts from college. I'm talking about just ambitious. You want to succeed and stuff. So, look, I'm not going to hold y'all up. This is season two. Boots on the Street podcast. We moving forward. I want to shout out to some of my sponsors out there, Whole Food Grocery Stores, some private company and stuff. I want uh, Opti- Optic Fiber Optics that lay down fiber optic lines here in Columbia, South Carolina. Shout out to Mike Flo. Um, I want to thank y'all for all that y'all have done and did for me for tuning in, being good fans, loyal fans. Uh, once again, this is season two. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean. I'm on Facebook under Red Baron. I'm also on Periscope app. Um, you can find me on Boots on the Streets podcast on Periscope. We cut the live shows. My shows are raw, live, and uncut. I bring the truth. I don't check in with anybody, America. You get the raw 
truth up front from me. I don't have to check in with nobody. I don't have to worry about offending anybody. I'm an old school American made company. I'm from an era where people spoke their mind and you didn't have to walk around eggshells and be so damn sensitive. So this is Boots on the Street Podcast. I'm your host, The Red Baron. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. Hey, while you're sitting at home and you watch bullshit TV, pull out your notepad, think of some ways that you could generate extra income. Trust me, it won't kill you. America, y'all be blessed.